I count maybe a three and a half, four average there. So there's a couple like fives and I think a six or two in there that sprinkle it higher. But but yeah, what, does that sound about right to you? Yeah, I would say the investigation tonight will be, is this a passing grade, I think? is is, sure. is sort of using three and a half as our base. Are we going to go over or under that? And that was sort of the main uh, mindset that I had coming into the back part of this show where I was like, is this passing? Is this is this at the line or below it? Um, because a weird sort of like nothing. This wasn't your typical bad episode where it's like something insultingly bad happens and you're like, I can't believe I watched this stupid shit. This was most morally just like didn't feel like an episode of television. It was like this doesn't feel like a TV episode. This is like dark or uh, a rampage that I don't watch. You know what I mean? It sort of felt yeah. like yes no real heights so um we'll just determine if it has it a passing grade for you are you three and a half where are you on that i'm i'm with pacefall in the chat it's a 2.75 for me it, it falls uh far shy of passing I, I can't make this clear enough if this is what dynamite would have been tony Khan gets together the gang and says let's spend a billion bucks and compete with wwe and th this is what they're cranking out I'm not, there's not a chance I'd be watching this. Not, I, and consider what that means. I just watched Raw last week on the channel. Right. I, I mean, Raw would have gotten a one for the record. This is more than twice as good as Raw still. Uh, because at least it wasn't like, by the way, Josh, fuck you for existing and spending your time watching this. You know, we're, we're not going to do absolutely anything. Um, but but yeah, I, I thought the AW, if it's, it's not the promo fed with Eddie and Punk not on television, it's always the in-ring wrestling fed. And tonight I thought it sort of fell short on those, um, uh, even by those parameters. Like just, oh, was there, you know, you think I, if last week's episode would have been Drek, but there was Roosh Bryan on it, we, right. we would have said, okay, well, you know, sure, this sucked, this sucked, but good golly, that, that that's still something, you can still get 15 minutes of value. That still would have been a worthwhile episode of Dynamite to me if there would have been Roosh Bryan on this tonight. But in the absence of something that good, um, you know, it, it, you and I are UFC fans, Zoobs, and you know they want to build a card where they can lose the main event and bump everything up, and it's solid enough. Uh, this reminds me of one of those cards that can't afford even one injury on it, and uh, you end up with a, a card a little bit like this. Any, and this is obviously not a... Oh, the New York is on the rise, and AEW no. not not that, but any additional sort of not disappointment, but maybe some uh, missed opportunity here with like I feel like Sammy in Montreal is more hot than your average WWE storyline. Is that fair to say? Like, maybe, I would maybe, say maybe it's probably... the hottest angle in wrestling in terms of popular yeah. crossover. I, I don't know if, like, Punk's return is bigger than it in terms of, like, Punk's back in wrestling, but that isn't really a wrestling story. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no question. I, I recommend everybody listening to this. Check out our friend Blake Murphy's article about Sammy's rise, a really fantastic piece of, uh, encapsulating the whole thing. Uh, I was actually had a similar question written down here for you, Zoops. Do you think there's a chance that's actually why AEW did this? Knows that it's going to be New York's week. Let them eat up the vacuum. To, or eat up the zeitgeist and then on the other side of montreal we kick into the revolution bill that, that could be a read on tonight's episode we'll never know but, but that, that did cross my mind maybe yeah maybe super bowl week uh nba all-star game uh survivor series yeah maybe maybe uh, i i think i i think maybe i'm thinking a little too old AEW, where it's like that's right that's when they would think they would strike hot but um there is an argument to be made that this part of the calendar traditionally is a little akin to their WWE sort of summer after <laughs> WrestleMania, where it's like it's sort of a little time off. They haven't built the SummerSlam yet. Um, interesting, something to 
something to chew on as we dig in to the episode. And speaking yeah. of digging into the episode, let's do that right now. We get the uh, dulcet tones of whoever sings the Light the Fuse. And the first song we hear coming out of that is Jay Lethal's theme music. Talk about an omen. Talk about setting the mood <laughs> or how I'm about to feel for two hours. I was yeah. like, ah. And trying to be, and I'm trying to be open to things. I'm trying to be open to like being wrong about Jay Lethal. I even recently I was like, you know what? The the them almost winning the titles and the PNW was was pretty funny, mm -hmm. and they are sort of the perfect guys to lose the the acclaimed. I was like, I'm gonna give this a little bit, uh, but no, the visceral reaction <laughs> remains. Um, did want to point out one thing. We see Jeff Jarrett come out. Uh, I know you're a bit of a historian. You're a guy who's seen a million sure. shoot interviews. Um, Jerry Jarrett passing away this week. We we heard mentioned on commentary. Obviously, um, icon in the sport. Any sort of any sort of how that hit you? The Jerry Jarrett news. I, know, I don't know if you were watching Memphis wrestling or or if it has any connection <laughs> to you. But um, you know, as a shoot interview aficionado, check out Chutopia on Patreon.com/slash/J0SHC this week and this month. Um, how, how did it sort of sit with you? Yeah, um, so like you bring up, it's any guy from that era, I only really know from shoot interviews. I haven't even gone back and watched the material. What I know Jerry Jarrett for is a handful of things, and I thought it was nice AEW to put the graphic up, and then you have Jeff Jarrett out. I know it's not the dream opening to Dynamite. You have a moment there, at least. For me, he's two things. First of all, he's the guy that saw something in Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler couldn't, I mean obviously a horrible guy but from a crew of horrible people right i'm talking about this guy couldn't get signed to a wrestling league and then jerry jarrett built memphis around him and built one of the hottest territories in wrestling he was always the guy who encouraged personal feuds on his programming wanted his guys to not like each other as to go so far as one of my favorite i think one of the most famous maybe in some ways underrated wrestling feuds of all time of Jerry Lawler versus Andy Kaufman. I mean, that's him seeing that Andy Kaufman is this guy and in every bit of, I've researched that feud to hell, everything you can find about Jerry Jarrett talking about that is like Andy Kaufman's a genius, man. Like you, if only I could get a wrestler who understood the spirit of wrestling as much as Andy Kaufman does. Uh, so largely those are my touchstones for him, but largely positive. Is it any, is this anything cross your, he's quite, quite, uh, yeah he's, he's a name in books or you know what i mean for me it's i don't have the formative uh background as much as you do you've obviously studied a lot more than i have yeah i have no no ending no amount uh no, never ending time is what i'm trying to say here. yeah you're the guy that researched kaufman lawler like i have yeah <laughs> um speaking of uh jerry jarrett uh outcome the acclaimed after orange cassidy and uh, the rat max caster does mention uh, Jerry Jarrett, sorry to hear about your dad, uh, but you're just a douchebag. Then he calls Jeff Jarrett a, a Nepo baby, just like the ass boys. Uh, clever little line there as well about Valentine's Day. So if you get no play, it's a TNA lockdown uh, and promises to get the titles back. Uh, risky, risky territory with the like AW crowd doesn't always like that. They like personal attacks, but they don't always like like kicking a guy when they're down uh, mm -hmm. from a face. Um, but I thought uh, pretty well handled. It wasn't like, haha, your dad was dead. It was like, you're a loser. And he's a legend and you're not sort of yeah uh, fun poking uh so it's four on four jared uh, jeff jarrett uh, jay lethal and the other two goons uh satnam singh and sanjay dutt against oc the acclaimed and uh daddy asked first question i can't believe this is the opening match uh holy moly um was an initially surprised to see satnam singh sort of you don't always get yeah. the, the wonder of the world um Boy, just a vacuum of like excitement and heat. Like ten minutes, ten minutes in, you're like, "Good lord, I can't believe this is going on." Um, they use Sotnam to promo 
he was drafted in the NBA by the Dallas Mavericks in the All-Star game is this weekend. You're going to catch that. It comes up a lot this week. Yeah. Um, we, we get a lot of like slow action, and then we get extended Billy Gunn against Jeff Jarrett. A um, little, little trivia. Don't look it up, Josh. Sure. Uh, what would you say the combined age is oh. when Jeff Jarrett takes on Billy Gunn for three and a half to four minutes? 211. <laughs> You're only off by 113. Oh, 100, yeah. 114 years oh, old. Oh, my God. That is higher than I would have actually guessed. Oh. 114. 55 and 59. Uh, wild. Well, you're sitting there, I'm sitting there going, again, try to be optimistic, try to be an open-minded yeah. guy. They have, like, a lot of time in the ring here. Uh, yeah, there's – there's, and then they, they – okay, so they, they're going to do the – I don't remember what it's called. It's like the leg drop, the scissor me timbers yeah. out of the corner. They tease this out for, like, <laughs> four minutes straight of people maybe going to the top and then getting knocked off and maybe going to the top and getting knocked off. Uh, we do finally get it. They get the pin on uh sanjay dutt who else would take the i can't believe this open holy did this feel so there's a long 12 to 14 minutes to start off the show Woo! mercy what was your did you like this equally to me or are you even more like dumbfounded that you sat through this the first 10 minutes of the show i loved it <laughs> no i mean uh it's got to be one of the worst aw dynamite opening matches ever um yeah. i don't have an issue with it because i think it is nice jeff jared has lost his father and you maybe don't want that you're gonna do the graphics you don't want like that cloud over yeah. it in some ways like getting him out there to wrestle addresses it in some way you can move forward but yeah man god you, you look at this match and i was like god they gotta get this going and then i was like well who would even what's the pairing like what going, bowen's yeah. dut like what's gonna what's gonna bring this to life satanum does like the slow throw it's nice to see him in action like you pointed out um, couldn't recommend Jeff Jarrett's episode of Hey W enough. I don't know if people uh, here watch that. I like that show that RJ City does, and Jarrett was a good guest this weekend. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, how how do you make the acclaimed so unover? This crowd was dead. Like, and, when and, was the last yeah. time you saw the acclaimed in a dead anything? I, so much Billy Gunn. Like like my greatest fear was like this is going to be really really gun Billy Gunn centric, and it. Man, he's in that ring for a long time. The, the ass boys come down at some point and don't really do much of anything with the distraction at yeah. the at the top. I thought maybe they were gonna do like a, we're gonna get really tropey and do a New York. Didn't do that. They're they're out there for like ten minutes, just standing on the ape, just standing on the uh, entrance ramp. Uh, woof, woof. Also, to my knowledge, the first like big bump Satnam's taken is he takes a famouser in this match to roll yes, out and leave. Right. It's like. Wait, what? Like, all these months, no one can take this guy off his feet? And they're just like, commentary didn't even call it. Like, Satnam <laughs> takes a Famouser in this match and rolls out before the pin. Like, that is just to nothing. No one gives a fuck. Brutal. Hardboiled the Egg pointing out subdued crowd all night. Man, I'd been sitting on my hands, too. Yeah, what subdued him. Was, in this match? It was subdued in my living room, too. And I was un undivided attention to this. Yeah, made Satnam look like a chump. I agree. Um, the guy that you're just hoping they can get anything out of uh, with, with the size and the, like the, he is something to see live. Like he was at the show we were yeah, at in Toronto. Sure. And I was like, man, this guy's a real spectacle. Like it's something to see. It, it feels meaningful when he does stuff. And yeah, just absolutely sapped to have a, a nearly 60 year old <laughs> get their leg over his head for his big, like, oof. he's bent at the waist. Get up because, because the old bill guns. Got, what? Anyway, showed it to Chase Racho saying I'm 36. And uh, the chat agreeing, everyone is 36. It is true that everyone is 36. We're all 36. Uh, yeah, and Hardball Yeg saying, sub, dude, great point. 
Uh, great time to sub, dude. Great indeed. Thank you to Torque Penderloin. I love <laughs> Zoobs tonight. A little extra, little extra juice. Uh, so that's your we opener, if you can believe night. it. Zoobs night in the chat. Crowds are going crazy. And the crowds are going, I can't believe that this is the Zoobs night, is what they're saying to themselves. They're Holy here for moly. the actual A show tonight. Zoobs yeah, night. This is, this is the number one dunner. This is the number one dunner. Um, oh, I didn't, also didn't show down our guy. Um, Maddie's here, but now he's leaving and his headphones are off. I was going to say, okay. Matt's here. We... He can play the music, but he literally is leaving. Uh, so he's not really here. <laughs> oh my goodness uh yes matt you said do you need me i i no you you leaned in like you had a you had a big quip so i was oh no i was just i was just saying uh, i just have to make a quick call <laughs> Beautiful. This is that famous got... Zooms and Matt chemistry. You remember the week got... I took off and these well, guys were like... Up, he was getting up and leaving. I was like, I don't know. And then I said, I, I, I can going. wait, I'll come back. Yeah, me too. Uh, speaking of going, we're going backstage uh, to, a, to a, a clip from, I want to say this is last week. It's a bloody Brian Danielson backstage. He starts off with a little poem. He says, the die has been cast. The dice have been rolled. Max is scared shitless. And I feel like gold. Uh, I wrote this down as maybe a little Valentine's Day-esque poetry. Um, does he goes to dice twice in the first two lines though so not the best poetry i've ever heard uh there's a bit of the mox cam you know the sort of bloodied backstage seething this is one of those ones that i think the mjf one later in the show is it too where it's like a lot of the trappings of, of like oh what a really good promo are there but then you sort of read it and look at it and you're like he doesn't really say anything like he doesn't really like, doesn't really he says um a lot of person alive can say that mjf has more heart than me he can't go 60 like i can uh, those are the actions of a scared and desperate man who knows the boogeyman is coming for his AEW title. There's passion and fire, and he's bloody. It's always a great visual. I don't know that for me it was like it's a promo show. Like maybe it's the highlight of the show, but only because the show doesn't have many highlights. Yeah, you nailed it for me. The visual is what stands up to me here. You know, I hate smiling goofball. Brian is talking about who's got balls and nuts, and he's got nuts, and no one's got balls, and this and that you you cake him up in blood and have him backstage calling himself the boogeyman that does work for me i i agree that this feud it, I, i'll be really interested to see how we feel about brian versus mjf by the time the iron man match is over because it's been a feud about wrestling in a lot of ways brian wrestling his way to mjf and now they're going to face off in the ultimate wrestling match in some ways i'm very hyped for these guys to lock up but i don't I don't feel like this immense electricity between the two of them, I suppose. And I didn't really feel it between MJF and Mox either. Like, I, I felt it more between MJF and Ricky. Uh, and even MJF and Takeshita. Like, I, I don't know. Certain pairings are working. And I think him and Danielson are going to deliver. But, yeah, I, th this promo is is ostensibly at its core. He's never faced anybody like me before. And, yeah, so you can only get so fired up about that. Yeah. Um interesting i think i think maybe part of the issue with this feud and maybe the mosque as well you sort of you sort of know it's like mjf's gonna have something up his sleeve right it's gonna be there there's gonna be a thing that that we are all focusing on the on the one aspect of it it's like yeah. it's gonna be about something totally else so you're almost like not buying fully into this direction that they're taking you because you're like this isn't going to be the direction that we are in when we get there right yeah i think that's true too um but yeah i don't know good good visual good direction but nothing life-changing if you were if you were ranking where the segments of the show are, this is near the top. Like probably it's number not two, great. I think. Yeah, it's not great, but it certainly is up there. Um, 
speaking of the Blackfield Blackpool Combat Club, uh, the BCC, who uh, I guess is still stable, they are uh, on the ring. Mox and Claudio making their way to the ring uh, to take on Roosh and Preston Vance. Texas Tornado rules a little, uh, a little, a little different style. They, this, this time, I'm sure it goes a long way with you, where they they will ignore the tag rules a lot anyway. But at least this time they are saying. This is a this is, don't expect them to tag in and out because use you know, weapons. Uh, yeah, we, we can have interference. I did think that there's the the back half of this match picked up and was maybe my favorite thing on the show. But it was a catapult botch. Uh, Oof, I love John Moxley as much as anybody else. I thought he was kind of on autopilot tonight in this match. I, I, he sort of fires up with uh, with Preston Vance in like a forearm exchange in the middle. And God bless him, you know, he'll he'll get bloody for anything. But actually, you mind if I talk about that for a second? Yeah, certainly. I, it sort of gets into it. The They get jumped out of the gate, and then Mox and, Mox and Preston Vance have a long time. I would say they have seven, eight minutes where they're fighting with a chain. And that ends up um, sort of anchoring the back half of the match. And so I would sort of write down, you can just tell Mox sort of loves the like let's beat each other bloody with a chain as like the backstage um thing but no take it uh take it away on the on the, on the mox and, and preston advanced blood of it all all i was gonna say is i thought preston's blood looked great mox's blood looks great and if you uh complain about mox bleeding in every match it's an auto block on our twitter account at wrestling underscore brain i, I do not understand this complaint like are people where actual fighters there are people nick diaz famously who have thin skin and like do bleed when they're in combat all the time and then on top of that it rocks like you don't like seeing <laughs> mocks covered in blood in a fist fight who are you like how do you watch this show or follow our account i i, I have nothing in common with you if you're complaining about this so sorry so i've had to get that off my chest you see i thought i think people thought maybe you were going to complain about it great curveball there please in the... I, I, I'm, I'm McDonald's. I'm loving it as it pertains to. He could bleed. He could bleed when he does promos. For all I care. <laughs> uh, some clear pairings throughout this one. You saw a lot of Claudio and Roosh. You saw a lot of Preston Vance and Mox, who apparently were settling a feud. Like Preston Vance is, was bloodied up previously at some point and was getting revenge. That commentary uh, called that out. Um, some neat sort of strategy. I thought was that, like there was a very clear strategy in the middle of this match to keep Roosh on the outside and like slide in and out picking on Preston Vance which I thought was a sort of a neat almost a video game strategy uh in a in a text with Clay Noto but it ends up those pairings go in we get a chain and uh, Mox taps out Preston Vance with the usually Gitami. Yeah uh I think speaking of cool visuals maybe you remember when Mox was like biting Preston Vance's head in that title tournament and he was bleeding through his dork order mask um so it did <laughs> yes. feel like they were settling a score in that way uh Qui-Gon Jin and Juice saying Claudio versus Roosh was an interesting pairing that I would like to see more of uh I think I have good news for you these guys I think we're very much teasing this is going to be your Ring of Honor world title main event for the Mania weekend pay-per-view uh, they did a stare down in the middle of this. And uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to more of these guys as well. And I think we're going to get it. And that brings me, team, to our first of three Keep It or Kick It. Oh, exciting. This is exciting. Keep It or Kick It, a very simple game uh, based around our moats. If you're a subscriber, Prime or otherwise, a good old fashioned traditional or a gifted, maybe, maybe to somebody get to do a sub and they were so kind and you say thank you and you pop up every week to appreciate it and you pay it forward one day and then eventually you subscribe with Prime. Uh, very simple. Well, there's two moats, a keep and a kick, a check mark and a boot. Keep it as free if you like it, you love it, you want some more of it. 
keep it as for you hate it you despise it you never want to see it again folks you understand the rules it's 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 take it or leave it keep it or kick it love it or hate it the keep it or kick it is uh fairly simple as follows we saw them together tonight um maybe some i don't know i don't know that the chemistry was exactly there there's some clash of styles mox really a brawler claudio really a technician keep it or kick it this week start us off it's keep it or kick it mox and claudio as a tag team in the tag team division Thank you so much to our excellent producer mr matt prince for the theme uh all the music is great all the music crushes there's some sound alerts that i think ought to be timed out properly later on tonight oh. to talk about they're available just above the chat just below That's the screen uh boy josh you want to read those out try to try to keep an average here you got it, brother. Here we go. Uh, keep it or kick it. Mox and Claudio entering the tag team division. We've got Ashley Kutcher with a kick. Hartnett with a kick. I am Ahab with a kick. Cadenza with a keep. Pacefile with a kick. Qui-Gon Jigan and Juice with a kick. Sam Spells with a keep. Qu Good friend Jake with a keep. Torque Kendall one with a kick. Scootsberto with a kick. Robbie 322 with a kick. The Matty Mac with a kick. C Suppa 55 with a kick. E Prime with a kick. Trilly McGinnis with a kick. Giesbrecht with a keep. My name is Will with a kick. McVander Huge with a kick and a keep from Hard Boiled Egg. Maybe maybe 80, 20 uh, kick zoobs, something like that? 75, yeah, seems about right. I'm so proud. It's Last time I did this, swept keeps both times. Look at this. This is growth. This is this is the growth you watch the channel for, you know? You're, you're not here for the wrestling discourse. You're here for the, the arc of the characters involved. Be it Dynamite Matt, the man of 100 likes, or myself. Uh, and here, uh, see never better, zoobs move the bar at least 20% this way, maybe more. Uh, what are you saying for for a keeper kicker there as the, as the Mox and Claudio tag team as part of the tag team division? We know uh, obviously the Bucks aren't part of that right now. FTR hasn't been in the title picture. It's it's a claimed and gun club. There is sort of space for two ass kickers with no direction sort of come together here. What do you think? While I believe that the tag team division does need some serious wrestlers in it at its top end right now, uh, I would kick this specific pairing. Uh, I think Mox, uh, his chemistry with Brian or uh, ideally Eddie Kingston are more interesting to me than exploring this combination. Although it was cool to see Claudio wrap his fist in the chain, sort of look at Mox and then throw a hardcore punch like he's learning from him. I did think that was a cool moment. But ultimately, man, I, I don't know. Claudio's such a great tag team guy, but I, I don't feel like with Wheeler or Mox, I, I love those pairings. Yeah, I think I'm with you right there. I, I, Mox... There's something, something something about that pairing tonight. I was like, this just doesn't flow the way that it should be flowing. I know it was a, a, a weird match. Uncle Hattie launches off the top. Uncle um, Hattie really did just launch off the top. <laughs> Are we going to get Uncle Howdy at the chamber this weekend, Zeus? Gotta be. Absolutely. I mean, you never tell when and where the guy's going to show up. But 
Well, could you imagine though? I, and, and I'm only saying this because Zoobs and I will be doing, and I think Matt also will be doing a post show this Saturday. Not a post show, I should say. Exactly what we did for the Royal Rumble. We had a blast with that. Come here, twitch.tv slash wrestling brain during the Elimination Chamber main event, Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. We will be here watching that main event live. Then we'll go on for another 30 minutes after and recap what happened on the card. Uh, but what if, you know, they got all the chamber pods, but yes. the one thing they don't consider who's been smoking weed under the ring for days before they set up the chamber. <laughs> you got that right. It's the houndster. The bomb smoke emerges. Here he comes. Two joints under his nose. It's Mine the big howdy bastard. He's back. Folks. <laughs> the yeah. Big bastard. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Hangman was watching this one over his shoulder twice during this thing. And he ends up getting beat down by butcher and blade and Kip Sabian. Oh yeah. Um, boy. Embarrassing. Oh, embarrassing. If you get beat down by those three guys backstage, I don't care that it is uh, getting jumped. At least they give him reason to look so okay against Kip Sabian later. I'd be just, I'd be just mad that you were on the same, were on the screen at the same time. It makes me would be upset me. Like, you know yeah, that's a great point. You want him out of there quickly, and, and then he does get saved here by by the dark. I mean, who 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 is left saying Hangman needs to be with the Dark Order? Where is there's, that there's person? More, yeah, there's more meat on that Hangman Dark Order bone. <laughs> is there ever? Uh... Who is saying that? Tony Khan might be the last guy on earth who thinks this. Rough. Uh, we get thrown backstage. Jim Ross uh, has a quote-unquote very enlightening interview coming up with yeah. Wardlow. Um, first words out of Jim Ross's mouth, I shit you not. I can't ever recall something more shocking than the way you and Samoa Joe broke up. Jim, Jim Ross Jim Ross has been calling wrestling for five days. Forget about wrestling. He says anything. Jim Ross lived through 9-11. Yeah, no, absolutely. The Berlin Wall falling, 9-11. I've never seen anything like this. I don't know. JFK assassination. <laughs> but, but, oh, not, not War Joe breaking. Oh, heaven. Take my wife, but tell me not War Joe is broken up. A I thought they'd be together forever, what Jim Ross was saying to himself. And the does it work for me, brother? <laughs> <laughs> breaking news guys breaking news a second plane has just hit wardlow <laughs> yeah. oh, that's unbelievable that well that one is the most surprising that is uh, hilarious War Steve's great pickup <laughs> unreal uh wardlow talks about his dad a little bit here it says uh child to eight years old my dad was in my life child eight years old to young adult he was not in my life yeah. Um, we reunited. He told me soon after that he had stage four cancer. I saw him in hospice. He came to see me indie wrestle. I promised him I'd make it as a wrestler and do right and be a better man. Uh, and something like his dad had a, had a long hair and a beard. I had never grown my hair out. So I decided I was going to grow my hair out and grow my beard. And Samoa Joe took that from me. And everything sort of turns on this moment. You see the clip. Uh, Joe cutting his hair, which I think at the time we didn't really make much of. No, um, this adds context to that. Only Samoa Joe knows because they were tag team partners. They'd had some deep conversations. Samoa Joe knew what the hair meant. Um, God, Samoa Joe isn't in this promo, and you're like, man, Samoa Joe is cool. Like literally, <laughs> like all the you're supposed to be like, like man, this side of Wardlow we hadn't seen. It all comes together, and a hundred percent of it for me was like, man, war fucking. Joe is so sick. Like, that's such a sick thing to give Joe and not vice versa. <laughs> Tough break for uh, old Wardle, but uh, Big Joe looking like a million bucks out of this. 
man, I, I'm of two minds on this one. And so I, I feel a need to sort of explain both because on one hand, I don't want to be unpleasable. So I said, why the fuck are we returning to Joe versus Wardlow for the TNT title last week? And I do still sort of stand by that. Why are we putting Wardlow back in the TNT title scene? Like, did we, did this seem, did it work last time? Like him with that belt did not seem to be a winning equation. However, I have to give them credit. They have said, well, here's why. Because there's actually added context when he lost his hair. As Hartnote points out, you're not going to believe the dude's uh, Wardlow's dad also had hair. Um, right. it, it was the tie-in where his dad, you know, had cancer and lost his hair. So he's like, that's right. That's what it was. Thank but you. it doesn't make that much sense because Wardlow is a buzzed head with a man bun. It's not like Wardlow doesn't cut his hair. That's right. Like, if Wardlow looked like Jungle Boy, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Well, well, there you go. But he's, you know, he's got a little man button. Grow that in a couple of weeks. It's not, I don't know. Yeah, uh, if it looked like, look like prime Daniel Bryan, then we'd be like, wow. Yeah, this guy's completely changed his look. He's completely, like, uh, surrendered to the grief here. Well, he's like, oh, you've never seen me without my long hair and beard. And I was like, Wardlow well, has a beard? Like, <laughs> everyone on this channel has a way longer beard than Wardlow. I was like, oh, yeah, he is. I guess he has a beard. That all said i did think that i'm more interested in the rematch than i was which is something and i felt outright like wardlow was doing his best samoa joe at the end of this uh promo looking right into the camera and lowering down and slowing his pace and adding some menacing to it and if you know that that's kind of a beautiful thing about wrestling feuds is maybe he has just spent some time around samoa joe and was like hey man you're one of the best promos in wrestling history can a guy get a couple tips? And so, uh, you know, I'm just guessing, but that uh -huh. is how this was read to me. And it's like, you know what? Wardlow is better like this. They're going, cause it's Wardlow's world. And like constantly feeding the crowd. I thought the like more menacing head down guy was, was a better version. So, uh, you know, can't, can't be impossible to prove. I, how they got to talking about the dad was so weird too. Like it was just very awkward. He's like, oh yeah, well we're here with Wardlow. He's like, yeah, Samoa Joe and I, we had some conversations like he knew about my dad who and it's like, okay, I don't know. It's sort of a mixed segment, but I thought it was better. It was better performed by Wardlow than a lot of the promo segments. I think we've seen where he's doing like a Ryback Steiner sort of thing. Uh, breaking news from the chat. Uh, Mark Briscoe officially all elite. Hey, I think I assumed that, but that's great. That's uh, good stuff. Uh, yeah, I think Joe is Wardlow's dad now. I think that, I can agree with that on uh, Scoots Proto. That seems to be, that's what I took from it. It's like, yeah. I took your hair, I'm I'm the dad now. Um, well, I mean, Joe, also, Joe also doesn't really have hair, kids. though, you know? Exactly right. Well, yeah, he collects it. It's not about growing it. Oh, so, so you're saying by having, so you can... Yeah, you know, I, I literally have your hair, not so much. <laughs> feel like I got your nose. But possession. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nine-tenths of the law. Speaking of Mark <laughs> Briscoe, uh, it's Mark Briscoe against Josh Woods. Uh... It, Mark Bristol against John. But sorry, RL said it earlier. So apologies for giving good friend Jake the credit for that. No, I don't think I did. Um, I said breaking news from the chat. So didn't really attribute it to anybody, but I now have done that. And it's to RL. So there you go. Uh, Josh Woods against Mark Briscoe, still being announced as one half of the Arways Tag Champions, which I love. Mm -hmm. um, quick note before we get into the match, man, Josh Woods, an all-time bad look. All-time bad. Well, it's funny like, you say that, Zeus, because I've written down here that he's, he's wearing wrestling brain trunks. 
Holy yes, but like just wrestling brain trunks. Yeah. Small boots, no knee pads, no elbow pads, no it looks terrible. And the loudest like, shorts you've ever seen. He has the colors, but they're like really it's like one half is like cheetah print, the blue and purple. Uh, there's a giant ugly logo that you can't see on the yellow side all time. Bobby bad burritos look. would never all time bad look. Couldn't believe how bad that was. And I also clocked the wrestling brain colors. And I was like, is that what our colors look like on people? <laughs> yeah, we got to make some changes. <laughs> we, yeah, <laughs> retcon this whole thing. Get a new back. Yuck. Um, Josh Woods. Is that somebody you viscerally dislike? I feel like it is. I just think he's he's. I mean, I, I hate saying something like, it's so mean to say, but you know, people want honestly. I just think he's a nobody. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to sound mean. Uh, I Josh Woods is better at pro wrestling. You know, I would love to be as good at pro wrestling as Josh Woods is. There's there's no getting around that. Um, however, like the the amount he moves, the amount I've seen him relative to the amount he moves my Richter scale, like seeing him added to a card, is very low, or at least that ratio is a high number for the first one and a low number for the second. Um, there is a really gnarly corkscrew suplex off the apron that crashed a commercial. Um, Daivari and Tony Nice beat down on Mark Briscoe for a while, and it's Ray and Penta chasing them off in support that was of cool. Mark Briscoe. Yeah, a little neat little thing. Are you into um, yeah. the Mark Briscoe trios with those guys? I, it's hard to say, man. It's hard to it's hard to get my bearings as to like what I want them to do with Mark Briscoe. Like it's yeah. just just continue making me feel good. But like I it's hard for me to answer that question. It's almost like whatever he wants to do, it, it, like I'm not gonna argue. It's really hard to it's really hard to, to know. I, I I don't know how to feel like I guess it's an easy way to get him on cards a lot without overexposing him, without getting people sick of it. So maybe that much does work. But can I briefly tell you what I'd do? Of course. That's the yeah. I would have Roosh beat Claudio for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Two defenses. Uh, during that time, Mark tries to defend the tag titles on his own, but he does it unsuccessfully. A heel tag team obviously beats him in a two-versus-one for a big sympathy moment. And then Mark Briscoe is the one to dethrone Roosh for the world title uh, going for singles, I think would be an immense moment that could like make ROH and get the goodwill of people. Like That's where you cash in on what can Mark Briscoe be. Get this guy the goddamn book. Holy jeez. Uh, I mean, he really throws himself around that, Mark Briscoe. He really, really. He, he is deceptively smooth, man. Like, th there's no question that we've all praised Jay over him as the in-ring worker. And so now you're getting the chance. It's almost, you know, if we only saw Cash wrestle for a week, you'd start to notice things that we never have alongside Dax, who I think the eyes naturally gravitate to a bit more when they're wrestling. Mark is like. You don't think of him as the smoothest operator in the world, right? Because the character redneck kung fu and like sort of janky in motions, but like his ring exits and ring entries, I, I don't remember Jay being that smooth. Like he is a smooth operator, man. I, I was I was impressed on in a lot of moments tonight by him. Yeah, I think you agree. He sort of seems a little less. I think Jay seemed a little more serious, and, and he sure. was sort of more of like a. Not, it's not goofy because they're a very serious. I, no, I team, think goofy. I think of, you can say he's goofier of the two of them for sure. Yeah, calls for the J Diller does not get done. Uh, gets countered, yeah. but he does hit the froggy bow, takes the win. Nothing in, uh, nothing too crazy here. A nice little mid card teaser. If, if on a different show, I think you'd be like, yeah, nice little. I'm enjoying the Mark Briscoe experience. Yeah, I agree with the the chat. The, the chair spot and the froggy bow were cool. Um, again, I think a, a different opponent instead of 
uh, Josh Woods here probably could have, this could have been sort of a show stealing on the show highlight kind of easily, but you gave Mark somebody that I just, you know, we couldn't have given him someone. I know that you want to get the ROH talent on the show, heating it up. Of course, we get the news today of, uh, I think it's Thursday, March 2nd, the first Ring of Honor TV uh, episode. We've gotten a couple questions on Twitter about what we're going to do here on the channel. We don't know yet. Um, yeah, I think we have some small ideas, but yeah, we're not sure yet, but we'll definitely announce something uh, uh, when we do. But yeah, if you could have given, I'm trying to think of who an ROH talent is. If this was Mark Briscoe versus Daniel Garcia, or or something like that. I, I think this could have really been a show stealer on tonight's uh, program. Uh, yeah, yeah. I Lo- think Mark and Mark was- loved Mark after the match, looking at the camera and saying, "Love you, Jay. I love you, boy. I'm gonna carry on." That's that's yeah. easy to love. It was nice. He's got. I mean, listen, they're super duper veteran pros. Like they're they're guys that know the. You talk about the the smoothness and the where to be and where to look and what to do. Um, they've got it. So no question. Um, Mark Briscoe, it's a little single star here. Oh, good shot by Maddie Mack here. Briscoe versus Dalton Castle would have been a, a more interesting way to go. There you go. Uh, we go backstage. The wonderful, the talented Renee Paquette is backstage with Adam Cole. She asked Adam Cole, how are you doing? He says, I've been doing great. Uh, sort of a guy with a new lease on life. Sort of doing this radiant, um, just grateful to be alive sort of thing. He describes the symptoms of his concussion. He says, I've learned to celebrate the small victories, stuff like I can move my eye to this point and it doesn't twitch. Uh, I can do a whole day without feeling like I had to throw up. I can drive without feeling like I need to pull over. I'm really talking like a podcast guest. I noticed it's like when the, when the, <laughs> the host asks you a question, then you give like a three-minute answer. Um, yeah, he talks about the roster depth. Uh, when she asks what he wants to do and he returns. And I was thinking... Uh, we're watching this from this show specifically, you're off to death. There's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> Adam Cole can't wait to tussle with uh, Evil Udo and John Hungry. We just Josh got out of a uh, Vance, uh, Preston Vance was in the match yeah. before that, and then uh, Josh Woods in the match before that. Where, <laughs> but um, yeah, we're teasing the Adam Cole first match back. Um, I'm guessing this is happening at Revolution. I assume that's probably yeah. a safe guess. Um, any, any, pulling anything out of the sky here for. Yeah, well, okay. So obviously you feel horrible for the guy. When he said, you know, I can look in a direction my eye doesn't vibrate anymore. I was thinking of how horrible uh, that must have been. I was also thinking, boy, you're taking the Shawn Michaels comparisons a little far. I was like, I'm sorry. I did, I, that, that didn't cross my mind. Uh, but obviously that's just a horrible uh, thing. Uh, that said, I, I'm not like that excited by super happy-go-lucky, like, Oh man, this is, but you know, the crowd's going to love him as a, a giant baby face. And um, yeah, I don't know. In terms of an opponent, returning Miro would be cool. Um, we got to stop doing this, guys. Yeah, Ethan Page. We got to st- stop doing this. Who should be in this feud? And the answer is Miro and Andrade. We got to stop. I'm begging, well, <laughs> I'm begging I, I people think, to stop. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Cole's on TV. The first segment back. Like, if you're looking but at the guys I on know. TV today or any of them, people you about guys that Cole. might be on the show one day again. Not <laughs> Okay, well, then I have my other answer there. Ethan Page could be somebody for him to return to. Sure. Uh, the, uh, on whole, though, you're, you're just not going to do much for me. I think what's going to probably be is like a TV match with MJF will be the the big uh where he's going with this speaking of which oh that brings me to my second oh, keep it a, keep it a, night. a little close a little back to back but 
uh, I like it. Markdown as a spot to take the temperature. You said it right there, and I'm going to even open up the door a little bit wider. Um, Adam Cole looking for opponents, looking for a story, looking for a way back into the show. My question for you is this. Keep it or kick it, of course, the game where I throw it a prompt and you answer with one of the two emotes. So you're on Prime. You're on uh, Gift Sub. You're on a sub you bought yourself. You're on a 24-month streak. You're on You're on the show. You understand. You're in the Brainiacs in the chat. You know how the emotes work. You know how the game works. Keep it or kick it, this statement. Adam Cole will have a title shot for either the AEW Championship or ROH Heavyweight Championship in 2023. Maddie, hit the music. now huh look at this man's man's all grown up it's uh there was a point in time they said that there's no way the zooms could split the room but he could he couldn't do it neither could he could not what have you done zooms it looks to me like you've come damn near close let's jump into the chat e prime with a kick truly mcginnis with a kick sam fells with a kick good friend jake with a keep Qui Gon gin and juice with a keep i may have with a kick heart note with a keep Scoots Brodo with a keep, the Manny Mac with a keep, Bobby Burritos with a kick, C Supper 55 with a keep, Giesbrecht with a keep, Ashton Kutcher with a keep, Hardball the Egg with a keep, Torque Pandoran with a kick, McVander Huge with a kick. That feels damn near 50 50 to me. Split him. Where do you land on this? Will he have a title shot this year? Keep, yeah. I, I think uh, Adam Cole, as little as I've resonated with him at any point in history, has been over at the top of the card in every federation he's ever been in. Uh, I think he will have the goodwill of the fans behind him on a babyface run. You have a heel champion. It, it seems it seems pretty likely. I think he's likely to win his first match back too. Just seems that easy to me as well. This this to me was a layup keep. I was like almost certainly they, he he was around uh, for a while in the title scene last time, and we were like, what is what is this? Him against Hangman over and over again. Um, don't think it's tough to see him in a program with MJF or whomever you may have at the top of your respective cards and, and an ROH title also sort of like, it's pretty easy to write in a, like there's a uh, heel champ at ROH and he's now the like baby face who is like, Hey, I'm the greatest. I'm, I'm Mr. ROH champion. No yeah. one, no one did it the way I did it. Um, pretty easy to get there too, for me. So yeah, I, I agree with Harbaugh. Yeah, he's, he's like super over and, and he's yeah. he comes back as a baby face and does the taunts. He's going to be super over. gets a big win. Uh, MJF beats Danielson and is talking a big game. Some, uh, you know, the, the classic in between pay per views, big shows. I can see that being a main event of Dynamite pretty easy. The Zoobs is not ready for story time with Adam Cole, but we both suspect the fan base is. Great That's split, right. brother. Wow. Thank right you. Down the middle. That's ball. That is, that is ball. It uh, might be Zoobs night, but I'm poaching his sayings. There we go. <laughs> Uh, your champion is out. MJF, yeah. uh, love this. Before the break, 
doesn't he takes his gum out of his mouth, rolls it into a ball, and throws it directly into a fan's face. Doesn't spit it at them. Doesn't slap it at them. Takes it out. Takes his time. Uh, gets on the mic and says a whole bunch of uh, not too much. As uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, these fans are stupid. You're stupid. You're a piece of garbage. Um, I turned on them before they could turn on me. Uh, you're not honest about who you are. Yada yada yada. Like does the like sort of playing some of the notes of some deeper stuff, but also like doesn't have the next level thing to, doesn't have like the knockout blow, right? He's like, you're a fraud. You're not who you say you are. You're not the best wrestler in the world, but doesn't have the CM Punk thing that he had. He's like, I have this story. I have this event. I have this big bomb I can drop on him. Like very vaguely is like everything you had, uh, you've been given, you've taken for granted, which is like, I guess that's, that's not really the, Danielson story <laughs> like the exact opposite is true um but the big thing that pisses him off he says uh do you convince people you're better than me and you think you're the best in the world and he asked he does the classic fan pandering is like is it because he entertains you is it because he does the best maneuvers and holds does he have the most five-star bangers is that what makes him best in the world and everyone cheers and he goes news flash that is not why we are in the business we're in the business to become champion the way that you know you're the best is to hold on the AEW Championship. Uh, and then he brings out Christopher Daniels, and that is when I will throw it to you. <laughs> Let's now hear from Christopher. Da Did they? Was there? Uh, was there like a twenty-five minute segment in this show that got cut at the last minute? Because like, <laughs> there's five minutes of Chris Daniels. There's a couple other things where you're like, are they just killing time? What's going on here? Chris Daniels, five minutes. Uh, Says you, MJF paid me a lot to be here, and there's a time I would have done that. What I think is going to happen is he's going to knock your dick in the dirt. Where did he? How does he come up with this stuff? You know, where does he? Where does he come up with these lines? Chris Daniels promo God. Wow, there's a little original content from uh, Christopher Daniels saying, "I will knock your dick in the dirt." Got to give it to him. It's an original. Um. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I don't know. Okay, I'll say one thing I liked MJF did. I, I always rag on Adam Cole because he does the, he's a heel, but he's like doing the sing-along stuff. MJF goes, because I'm MJF. We'll knock your dick in the dirt. I Thank will you, knock Dad. your dick in the dirt. really a beautiful song um instead of doing that he goes i'm better than you and he goes this doesn't sing along with mjf i'm better than you and you know it uh that that's fun to do the cutoff uh yeah man i i really don't know what to say besides if i'm tony khan and will knock your dick i'd ask for it <laughs> in the dirt thank you Spitz Brodo. i will knock your dick in the dirt. Really a beautiful piece of music. Thank you again to Dynamite Matt Prince. Um, uh, listen, I, I've been watching wrestling so long, man. I I remember when the the push Chris Daniels when he was like the actual fallen angel goth guy, and people sort of got behind him in TNA. I I was there for the addiction in Ring of Honor. Uh, I was there for World Title rain against cody and dalton castle chris daniels um <laughs> the moment somebody backstage was like okay we need a, a tv title defense for uh mjf 
that also has a Ring of Honor tie-in because we're going to launch Ring of Honor. Who we got? And then and then somebody said, oh, what, what about Christopher Daniels? I would say, no. Uh, I would swiftly, who the fuck was like, he did okay here, but like, what? Who, who was invested? Who, who, what? What? I don't know. For me? Come on. Christopher Daniels walks out? And we'll get in the crowd hype. Uh, I just thought it was hard to get invested in. Uh, we, we talk a lot on this channel about, oh, could, could this person win this match? Let me tell you, I'll tell you right now, Christopher Daniels is the least likely winner of the AEW world title. You, you get Maddie in there, you're going to be a more likely winner. Yeah, Maddie, Maddie has starts the, shooting, he doesn't care. Yeah, Maddie has the intelligence. Yeah, Matt's not going to give a shit about these rules. It's, it's a shoot now. He wants to be the champ. I would have taken it's the money. Weird. Yeah, I was thinking money too. He just said, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. I need, I need this bag. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, some weird things that Daniel said that I was like, I get that it, I get why you say it and how it in the big he says the 20 20 year old Danielson hit me so hard I thought I would die in the ring. Oh, is that a comp is that a compliment? <laughs> You're a young wrestler. You're dead. No. And the Definitely dirt. not. Thank you, McMaster. I will not <laughs> your dick in the dirt. Will. Uh, oh wow, Bobby thought maybe Nigel was coming out. Yeah, I would have lost anybody, it for that, but, dude. Anybody but Chris Daniels. But I'm just thinking of like the 20 year old wrestler at home who was like, oh, next time I'm in there with a veteran, try to kill them, and then they'll be like, this guy's the future of the biz. Um, he does draw a through line between the um, King of the Indies tourney to oh, ROH yeah. to AEW. So without that, there would be no MJF. Which uh, I'm not so sure about that. Way she goes. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll get through these two and then we'll, we'll, we'll play our little fun game. We got a good game lined up tonight. Uh, the guns are backstage in a recorded thing. Austin lists all the flaws, lists everything everyone said about them negatively. They'll never do this. They'll never do that. They'll never win the big one. Uh, and then Colton spits a little game. Comes out with, sorry we didn't do indies for $10 and a handshake. We've been wrestling together for one year. We've had 10 televised TV matches. And now we're at the top of the game. This is not a TV show. This is not a fairy tale. Things don't have happy endings. The gun clubs are here to win or whatever. Little, uh, yeah, I, I like the like. I like the we've only had ten matches, sort of thing. Yeah, and and I want to just say here, I forgive them for not working for ten dollars on the indies. Like I'll never respect them to the degree of the glory chasers that did, obviously. But I forgive them if they're looking for they're apologizing. I it's fine. Yeah. Um. I popped Maddie with that one. Not bad. Um, I, I don't know. I, I Yeah, th th those were good lines. Maybe I'm not sold on the guns as champion. I Like, I'm, I don't know. We're only a weekend. I'm not, I'm not turning on them. I thought it was the right call to do a TV title change. Um, but my, it's not so clear to me where, where we go with uh, the gunk club. But this, this well, we, yeah, they got a big brouhaha brewing at the, uh, at the next pay-per-view. So, We'll That's see. for a chance at the, or are they in that, or is it for a chance at them? I think the the it's a four way at the pay per view. Yeah, which we'll dive into here in a second. Um, it's Jungle Perry against the the, the Brian Cage Redemption Jungle Tour rolls on. The Josh Custodio Weekly Brian Cage segment has arrived. Um, Brian Cage, uh, man, the buckle bomb F five combo that he throws is just like woof. Um. <laughs> 
this is a the sort of the stylistic size matchup I think that you expect from the fighting from underneath babyface uh, Jack Perry sort of the matchups that you expect him to be in. I almost feel like I don't even need to ask you like what did you think of the Brian Cage match here? Yeah, I thought this was probably your best match tonight on the show. Um, although largely also because of Jungle Boy. Again, there's no repeating. Jungle Boy is good in ring. We we largely like his matches. Uh, but I thought these guys fell into a nice rhythm, especially in the middle of this match. The finish was normal and you know it's a roll-up or, or what have you. But I actually thought in the middle of this, Jungle Boy does a kickout that is one of the coolest kickouts I've ever seen in my life. Jungle Boy gets up from a kickout and like spins. He does like a barrel roll of the kickout. He goes, he kicks out and now he's going up on his feet really fantastic stuff uh you point out the spot i really liked with brian cage looking strong as hell he's in the school of super spotty muscle man that i like the shane mercers the scott steiners and i think jungle boy is just a immensely good partner for this type i like watching him wrestle uh i still i, I can't believe the direction we're going with him now but i thought this was good yeah, they continue to make mention that he Jungle Hook is behind him. I thought I thought we were going to get uh, Hook being involved here. I thought Hook was going to come out and maybe maybe shove off Christian, or we would yeah. continue to have that like we're on the tag team, but I have your back sort of thing. Speaking of Christian, uh, after the match, Jungle Boy is doing the little doing the little belt, and I was like, man, what a small little waist this guy has, <laughs> a little tiny waist doing the belt. I was like, you're able to you know you're not need that belt taken in, uh, a little tiny waisted. <laughs> gentlemen here um i got wide drawing, atten drawing attention yeah we've grown we're grown adults is the yeah. thing that's it here exactly um yeah a little tiny waist pointing to it and then christian cage top of the ramp he drops a little pepper spray on jack perry takes off the arm sling takes off the elbow brace kill switch engaged uh are we back to this is this is this what we're doing are we back to christian cage we're back to war joe we're back to we're just running it back to when people didn't like the show as much. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get back I to what we didn't what, like about late summer. Like, what's going on here? We had somebody in our mentions tonight, and God bless you if you're watching right now. For the record, I have no hatred in my heart. I'm only talking about the post you made. Uh, where, where I go? Are we really doing Jungle Boy back to Christian? And they go, well, they got to return to the feud. Jungle Boy has to finish it off. Dude, they, they had they had a fucking cage match. Luchasaurus, he pinned Luchasaurus in front of, or made Luchasaurus tap in front of Christian Cage in a cage. Like, what? what? There's more, they have, they have to wrap that. What are we talking about? I, I can't believe Christian has been in AEW for how long? And we got Kenny Omega out the gate and it ruled. And I feel like this guy has just been attached to Jungle Boy the rest of the time he's been here. Get, get him away. Get, go do anything else. I, I'm lost here, man. It's been so long. Like how 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 hard can he really be? It's been so long since well, the last so time they like, interacted. About these these guys must be like I said everything about this guy there is to say. He hit him with a car for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. Uh, we're back to it though. And no Luchasaurus. I was remarking halfway through. I was like, "Where is Luchasaurus? Where has he been?" But maybe he I comes back. Injured, ironically. Yeah. There you go. Um, we get to go backstage to Renee Paquette and in front of this LED wall that makes every promo the rest of the night look god awful. <laughs> Looks like uh, like television school. Yeah, like, I was gonna say low end soundstage. Didn't white balance it, or the LEDs are making it hard. It looks like garbage. These all look. All these backstage interviews look really bad. 
Like if someone was talking about the the bad thing you're watching and someone's like, what is this? And usually AEW, it's like not like that. Yeah. Any one of those backstage problems, people would have been like, this is like second rate to WWE, right? And you'd be like, 100%. yeah, I suppose it is. Uh, it's the guns. Pardon me, it's it's uh, the acclaimed. Uh, we get the announcement. There's two battle royals to get into the main event. There's a traditional battle royal, tag team battle royal, and then the casino battle royal coming up back to back weeks. You got to be thrilled about that. And then the former battle champs come suck. In. I'm just reminding everybody. Yeah, tag team battle royals too. The former <laughs> champs come in, Josh, and maybe you can explain this one to me. Former champs come in. We get the reveal that they have a rematch clause. I guess they have a rematch clause. If you were the former champions and you felt that you had been screwed by a team that you were clearly superior to, would you be invoking your rematch clause in a one-on-one -on -one match yes. or against three other teams for no real reason? No, Zoobs, I'd be wanting to face the team that I had dead to rights and was pretty sure I could beat again. I that that you know, I appreciate the hunger of the baby face who's like, I just, you know, if this is the quickest path. But yeah, that that crossed my mind too. Have so, a clause, do it tonight. What's what do we what are we doing here? They need smart mark. Uh, but Bowens does say bring whoever else you want in this match. Open the forbidden door if you'd like. Um, once upon a time, we would have gone crazy for that. Easy to forget. I'll be the only person who goes crazy when it's uh, Yoshihashi and Goto. Hey, Lau. Or, or, or was it just four guys? Is the. <laughs> oh, is the yeah. Could be just four guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think that shit rocks. Just four guys? Bring just four guys over here. <laughs> Uh, we have one more guy is, on this channel. Like, I mean, we that shirt is so Just cool. three guys. Josh, while we're here, um, let, me let people know what's going on on the old J Zero Patreon. Oh, I'll just say thank you to everybody. People really uh, supported my my new series Shootopia this week. It was really really nice. People, it's more people are listening to it than my normal Patreon content. And uh, yeah, if you want to, it's it's me and guests. The Zoobs episode coming up. Uh, listening to uh, shoot interviews. This week is Rob Rousseau and I from the Rob Rousseau show breaking down a Kevin Nash shoot. Yeah, I'm I'm really proud of it. And uh, I want to thank everybody for the who, who's gone and checked it out. It means a lot. And if you want your podcast to sound like our podcast, music wise, at least uh, it's not going to for the middle. You know, it's not going to sound like the podcast the rest of the time. But our producer, Mr. Matty Prince, uh, is available for hire. Give him a DM at Mr. Matty Pie over there on Twitter. He will... Uh, Keep going, keep going. He he will play a music bed while you talk on your podcast, much like he does well, don't, for me. Don't guarantee that. Well, once he gives it the audio, you can do whatever you want, right? Yeah, I suppose you you, you can then do it. He's not going to be there live. You know? well, no, he's not going to live produce. Come yeah. on now, that'd be ridiculous. You got to pay him ridiculous. as good as we do, which is half of my. Well, anyway, let's not get into whatever percentage that you think he earns of your half every time. Yeah, yeah you know. Anyway, it's uh, a little. Matt, Matt how do you feel yeah. about the? You're okay with the earnings around here? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's been it's been very fruitful for me, um, I, and my family understands. <laughs> yeah, they must. They, and they were loving Weird Show on the weekend. So there you go. Yeah, weird thank zone. you for doing that, Maddie. I thought the the Weird Zone was very fun. I went back and watched that. What a what a blast! The Weird Zone was a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun hanging out. Uh, a little cliffhanger. Uh, we didn't get to play "Make It Wrestling" uh, spooky version. Uh, right. So that's uh, that's the next next weird zone. Next weird zone. There you go. Uh, 
Sorry, Josh, one last thing about Shootopia Zoom. Sorry yeah. to go back to my own plug, but Bobby Burritos did a really cool poster for it. I want to shout that out. Uh, if you head to my Twitter, uh, J0SHC, definitely check out the poster Bobby did. Original font. Uh, the the Wrestling Brain guy is interviewing Bret Hart. Has a great uh, Bret uh, shoot clip on it. Uh, definitely check out the poster. Definitely check it out. And check out the Patreon while you're there. Yeah, hey. Uh, oh, boy. No, I see why you want to talk about what's next. I, I had to give Josh... I had to give him a, a, a swig of water smart. to get a get fresh taste in his mouth. We go backstage to the elite who are holding basketballs. Uh, uh, my Josh's favorite kind of segment we got going on here. Um, they, they talk about the NBA All Star game. These guys are these guys talk about being basketball fans in a way that tells you they aren't basketball fans. I don't know how to explain that. They don't know ball. I can tell. I, I think um, it was Pace in my Discord who said Kenny Omega is sports ball personified. Yeah. Uh, they do a who do you have at the NBA All-Star game, and Nick Jackson very quickly says, I have Team LeBron. Almost certain the rosters have not been drafted yet. Uh, that's the thing that happens the week of the All-Star game, which is not this week. Um, they're interrupted by, I don't even remember who. Oh, yeah, AR Fox yeah. and Top Flight, who are also holding basketballs, by the way. <laughs> so we zoom out, and there are four of the six guys in the shot are holding basketballs. Um, they say, hey, let's run it back on Friday. Initially, Don Callis says no, um, but then they do. Um, just, maybe I'm wrong here. Does the camera for a second twitch to something? Yes. Or is Okay. It's a House of Black image. Okay. They did it twice in the episode during uh, a, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn thing, too. Uh, there you go. I'll show you this weekend. There you go. I don't know when the NBA I'll show you is. That's right. There we go. I do know. Yeah, it's this weekend. I, I think it's Friday before or after Rampage. That's why Rampage is early. But still, I don't think the rosters are out. I think you're right. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Uh, they're drafting live right before the game. Right. So it's impossible to know that you're on Team LeBron. This is a promo that I would cut on Friday before this happened. Um, anyway... They do end up. They do agree to run it back, and then they throw a basketball into Brandon Cutler's Nards. Right, the Nards. He says, um, "Not really going to ask your opinion on the on the <laughs> interview because I don't know that you possibly have anything to say about it." But um, how does the 4 p.m. start then on a Friday hit your ears on a for a rampage? Yeah, they've done this I think once before, and I love it. Like the Friday workday is ending, and there's an hour of wrestling. Now, Matt, I think I'm coming to your house on Friday, so I may uh, do do rampage before. But yeah, 4 p.m. I love that time slot. H how about you, seven in the east? I mean, what time of day and week is better than 4 p.m. on Friday? That's it's like. That's that's what we're working for. That's all First, we're doing. Oh, it is what we're working for. First beer of the week. You're just like, oh wow, Rampage. And to Rampage's credit, Swerve and Dustin is something that I would like to see. I think normally, uh, if, if it was every single week, it was Rampage at seven. There's a much better chance that I would watch more Rampage this particular yeah. week. Might be a bit of a stretch, but in general, I think it's a better time slot for the show. Do you do you have anything on uh, your buddy Ken? The, the boys just they're just guys Josh. They're just joshing around back there. They're just having fun. It, all it does is give me PTSD when my, our, our chat hated me because I hated when Kenny Omega was champion and kept doing this shit. But I am hearkening back to Kenny Omega's got a belt around his waist and he's doing just the dumbest shit imaginable. Like, get these guys an editor, please, God. Kenny Omega, you're one of the best wrestlers on earth, dude. What the fuck are you doing? D Darius walks in. Oh, you want to play basketball? because you've got no balls of your own and this is enough to be like yeah. oh, okay i didn't want the trios match but now that you have applied i have no balls don hang on i've got this uh I, okay we'll do it matt nick 
who said no a minute ago, are you in? And they're like, yeah, we're in. Well, at least I'm not at all interested in the match. The the road also sucked to get there. But who the fuck wanted the rematch of this? What is going on, man? The, oh, you want balls because you don't have Stop it. We need a moratorium on balls and nuts. And like, this is the shit that makes me embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. Like if somebody were to walk in and all oh, these, these guys are acting like they're clam- I don't know, man. Where, where is CM Punk? Where is the people who want to feel competitive? And we're, we're telling stories like this, it sucks like this. It, and it reminds me of the elite that I hate. And I feel like, you know what, Zeus, maybe this is wrestling brain original. Cause I feel like I've gotten away from you. You remember the days that I was the, the young bucks and elite hater on here. I feel like I'm getting back to it. Like I just, this shit sucks. It's not funny. And it doesn't, Kenny Omega is so good. I wouldn't care if he wasn't involved. I'd be like, well, this just sucks on the show. I treat it like the dark order, but Kenny Omega is literally involved in this. Speaking of dark order stuff that sucks, uh, oh. it's Kip Sabian against the Hangman Adam Page. Uh, a little piece of trivia: these two won the first two AEW pay per view matches. Sort oh. of neat little little nugget that they had in the show. Yeah. Um, well, my Kip Sabian levels are really low, and um, <laughs> just sort of like not a guy that I like. Hangman, not a guy that gets me uh, writing a lot of notes down. <laughs> frankly, about Kip Sabian, uh, Dead Eye closes this one out a little viciousness, but. I mean, do you have anything about the match? I don't really have much about the match. Just that I was surprised how much they gave Kip Sabian. Yeah, they did. They did the beatdown earlier in the night. Remember, they they showed that before yeah. the match. So, um, Hanger limping to the ring and looking worse for where Kip does, as you said, control basically through the first commercial break, and then they brawl yeah. outside, and that's where Hangman takes over and does not concede. But just about the thirty-minute mark of the nine o'clock hour Eastern time, BCC comes out. Mox has a mic in hand. They surround him a little bit. And Mox says, I know you think we have unfinished business. We don't. I have respect for you, but no fear. I got your number. Let me make it very clear. You have no chance to ever beat me again. You've got to let it go. Hangman counters back, stumbles a bit, says the wrong thing. Yada, yada, yada. The two guys standing, and it ends in a roll-up. Come on. That's not how it ends. <laughs> oh, come on. Actually, come on you. is right. We believe no one from the channel. Uh, it ends in a it ends in a roll-up, says Hangman. I don't think it ends with a roll-up. I think it ends with two guys going out in the dark alley and only one walking away. I think it ends with only one of us standing. I think it ends at revolution. Mox changes gears and says, I was hoping you'd say that. I was hoping it would come to this. I was hoping you'd want to go there with me. But look at now. You have no friends to talk you out of it. The emo cowboy has no friends. Mox then, doesn't watch the show, I guess. And that's exactly what Evil Uno says. Do you not watch the show? He says, and like almost like that exact voice. <laughs> that was a good um, Evil Uno. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, Cowboy is like, please, God, don't do a promo. He's literally like, Evil Uno, please, I'm begging you to not be on the show with me anymore. Evil Uno actually, gets out of my face and goes face to face with Mox. Says, Dark Order isn't afraid of you. Evil Uno isn't afraid of you. Pie faces Mox. Mox sees a little bit, slithers around, and says, Cowboy, Texas Deathmatch. Uh, does he say match, or does he just say Texas Death? Texas Death. He says Texas Death. Correct. Yeah, I was like, because I think he even says I've got three words, and then he goes, Texas Death. I'm, I'm not certain, uh, but I think that's what happened. Uh, okay, so first of all, a little credit to Evil Uno here. This crowd was dead, and yep. for whatever you want to say, him sort of 
from being like fuck off hangman and fuck you mox people i think did read it as like the nerd firing back a little bit and i read it as that i i don't have a lick of love for the dark order but if you gave me 10 minutes of mox and evil uno now obviously with mox winning there they did real okay relative to anything i've seen the dark order do in a year and a half <laughs> them wanting to separate from hank not separate from hangman be like okay man like okay I'm, I'm here for this guy who thinks like he's treating me with no respect and then you have to have john moxley who, love him who does exactly that like udo cuts that whole promo and then he's like all right cowboy <laughs> like just walks <laughs> away from poor evil udo who i thought looked cool in the purple suit like that that's uh but yeah i mean as a segment Mox was sort of alive in the promo, but yeah, Hangman was lost in it at parts. Yeah, Hangman, Hangman hits an he hits an early bump in the standing line and doesn't really get behind it where it needs to be. Too bad. I thought I'm with you. I thought Mox, when you look at the words written on paper, you're like, yeah, that's some pretty cold shit in there. That's pretty. That's pretty classic. I love. I love. Uh, he doesn't. He only ever calls him Cowboy. Like, he doesn't call him Adam. Yeah. Doesn't call him Hangman. Doesn't only ever calls him cowboy i think that's sort of cool cowboy like really drags it out and like sort of like mocks the moniker i think uh i think it's a good fit for him yeah i, I mean agree. listen i'm i'm into the te I'm in texas death match the pay-per-view um that sort of has become mox's signature match and we've seen hangman survive those against guys like lance archer so right. he has that gear too oh. um i think they have good chemistry i think uh we got a shot to have a little sneaky banger. I mean, get Mox Uno next week. Anything, anything for you there? What's your temperature on Uno singles match? Actually, yes. Uh, I, yeah. I feel like Uno again. Of course, my my crappy memory. You watch too much of this stuff, but uh, Uno's had some moments where he's impressed me. And with the Smash Bros, like he's the he anchors the thing, right? And when it was just him and uh, Stu Grayson, so I don't know. The, the act is if you were to put anybody in Dark Order in a match to have my attention. Uno would be the guy, I guess is how I'd phrase that. They always want to feature John yeah. Hungry. Yeah, I don't know. It's because of the stupid YouTube show. You're exactly right. Uh, we go back one more time to the LED room. Uh, look at just brutal. Chris Jericho says, Ricky Starks, like, come on, man. No more rematches. No more anything. No, you're, you got lucky but once. No more matches. Uh, but Garcia says, you do a match with me on Friday. They do some absolute puns, uh, absolute joke. Uh, some do because like we officially goes absolutely, and then the others go absolute. And, and uh, Jack Hager says absolute, absolute <laughs> love this hat. And I was like, mm, there it goes, there goes the Jack, ha there goes my Jack Hager. Like <laughs> zoom, like no. shark. she's done. Uh, but Rick Garcia does say I'm going to expose you on Friday as an absolute fraud, uh, Ricky Starks. Dan Garcia, Friday. Definitely into that match, right? Rampage slam dunk. A slam a dunk. Uh, yeah, definitely good into that match. I, Interested I to see what they're doing with that card because it's like, not that you're going to grab a lot of casuals, but right before the NBA All-Star game on a Friday is sort of like a... Yeah, if a you're on that good... channel right before, for sure. Like, I always catch the last 10 minutes of whatever's on before Dynamite and, you know. Big Bang Theory. Here in Canada, it's uh, usually oh, a nice. UFC highlight show. Oh well, then yeah, you're. It just, it just so happens that dynamite comes on afterwards. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, it's time for the main event. Wait, hold on. No, it's not. Stokely Hathaway is backstage. Says oh, hooked God, up my arm last week. Whoopsie. So man, Tony Khan. You say a lot of. You can say a lot of things about Tony Khan. I wouldn't stop you, but the guy works quick. 
Stoke Hathaway opens the pro promo by saying, my arm is broken from last week. Hook should be fired or suspended. I spent last Wednesday with Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, and Angela Davis. Matt Hardy says, I threw a huge party for all of us. Great, just unbelievable storytelling backstage. Uh, some of the greats going at it back and forth. Uh, Tony Schiavone ends the interview. We're talking we're talking 45 seconds to 100 seconds maximum. Since Stokely was given the mic. And a hand-to-ear piece goes, Tony Khan says, Hook has been suspended until further notice. God damn, that dude is ready to go. Tony also, Khan is like, it's so not a baby face heel thing. I mean, this is leading to a cool hook stone cold moment where it's like, no, he's banned. But good God know, almighty. But I, I don't know. I forgot. This was bad, man. Like, you don't see Stoke bad on the, the mic. I, I didn't I didn't think very highly of this segment. I really didn't like this episode, I'm realizing. So we finally get to the main event, which is Tony Storm against Ruby Soho and oh. Britt Baker. Uh, Soraya and Tony out first. They start beating up a fan. And, cool. and uh, so Ruby Soho's out next. And it's like, oh, whose side is she on? It's like she is taking her sweet ass <laughs> time walking slowly. Like, you know, deciding to do nothing is also a choice. Like not helping <laughs> the fan. <laughs> not helping the fan is deciding to be on the bad side. The helping is, yeah, is not. There, zero choices is a bad choice. Yeah, um, if I saw Samaritan like sort of casually walking towards me being beat, I'm almost more mad at them than hundred the... percent. At least I know these people want to kick my ass. Yeah. If you're gonna help me, wondering, get, <laughs> get down here. Uh, I thought that was really stupid. Um, Jamie comes out with Britt Baker. That she lets her have her pyrantis and then just show up late. Jamie Hader uh, in leather pants and a one sling top. Um, just wrote that down as like a painting the picture for our audio listeners um yeah ruby sort of making a point to attack both people she she had her first two attacks are to yeah. each of them sort of like i'm not going to pick a side hard to believe this is the main event um triple threats sort of have to have a flow and sort of a a a rhythm to them and can really quickly sort of you get a lot of looking around and you get a lot of like the pairings. I thought this suffered from that. I really don't think that this ever hit the speed mm -hmm. and flow that we are used to from triple threat matches in, in AEW. triple threat matches can always be a little musical. Chairs. I, think, I think this, this fell into the issues that if you didn't like triple threat matches, this is the one of the ones that you would look at and say, uh, I don't like this. I kind of just think? thought this match was a bit of a wreck. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty slow and sloppy. Um, I agree with you, Prime. There was the most half-hearted, are you okay vibes with that fan ever. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, well, I don't know. Like, for a while, eh? It's like, yeah, you could you're have, walking slowly. <laughs> you could have even, like, there's such a natural save here where you have uh, Soraya and Tony working together. So, like, have them take out Ruby Soho early in this match and sort of be forced to be like, oh, okay, I guess it's us. Like, there's ways they could have built these one-on-one -on -one situations instead of, like, sell a forearm and now that person's gone for two minutes and I don't know. I just did not think that this match was very good. So we're talking about the end because yeah, uh, you watch it and you're like that. Uh, watched a lot of wrestling in my life. Never seen, never seen the the logic that leads up to this being an idea that works for anybody. Um, there's a double sub at some point on Ruby, which is like, hey, the two the two po polar ends have decided to just both put their submission on the. 
the tweener. I was like, oh, that's sort of neat. Uh, and Soraya just walks into the ring because triple threat is no DQ naturally. Soraya just walks in and attacks. And then just read my spray paints Tony Storm's ass uh, green at leading into the hip attack. Um, which I'm guessing. Here's what I'm guessing, Josh. Yeah. I'm guessing the, the play is that she was going to spray paint her buttocks and hips. Tony was going to thrust those buttocks and hips on the hip attack into the face of the opponent and Britt's face would be green. That was what they were going exactly for. Right. Yeah. Did not, did not. Uh... And then Ruby slides in, grabs the pin and one, two, three. Uh, everyone can then looks at her and goes, what are you doing? And she goes, really? And then they all leave the ring. She goes to the turnbuckle, puts her arms up in the air and uh, time for the trademark. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, That's man. one of the worst episodes of Dynamite. Uh, I, I thought the Tony Soraya pairing had like, especially on their entrance, had like some natural. I was like, oh, these two are good at being rude assholes together. Like Tony almost gets more personality out as a heel. But that's about as much as I can say kindly about this. Like it was just really like guided as a match, just very. And then yeah, po post uh, the post match, again I get the idea of the visual. It's a cool idea. I would you know imagine me in a fight zooms. You know I'm squaring up and go, and then I hold up my fist and you like spray paint it gold. Then mm -hmm. I lay in someone, oh, gold knuckle, you know, like there, there's something there, but yeah, it, it didn't work. <laughs> so tough scene, gold fist. I like that. I do like that. Yeah, uh, pretty. If you if 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 somebody messaged me and was like, "Hey, I miss Dynamite," I'd be like, "Don't. I wouldn't worry about it if I were you." I'd say go watch Roosh Bryan again. Yeah, so there's probably something else on that you liked this tonight that you could. Well Especially consider this weekend, Zoom. So maybe this, I was about to start talking a little New Japan and uh, um, Elimination Chamber. Should we transition on over to the post-show show? Let's say goodnight. That is the end of the AEW Dynamite review. Thank you for Zoom's night. Thank you, Josh, for letting me uh, drive the ship tonight. I love I would do this every week. Uh, I, I would is, too. Uh, well, not, I can't, every week I can't, but I, I feel very natural and comfortable in the sort of, in this role. Did, did, how, how did you uh did, i i didn't feel like it was obviously a little different but i feel like we can sort of do that seesaw uh easily I, I, didn't, I didn't feel it didn't feel as unnatural as it might uh zoob's night i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah hopefully next time we do zoob's night it's a little bit better of a show but, uh, <laughs> what if we only do zoob's night? it's just the worst terrible day. shows yeah. yeah uh anyway yes let's uh let's take a look at the post show show maddie you got some tunes